You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, live with Blake and Lawson while he is chowing down on some sort of spicy concoction that is frightening me on levels I don't even know if I can say. Bro, it's, fi- it's fried rice. <laughs> you say that, but it smells like, like That's exactly else. what it is. That's why we opened the window here in uh, the studio to get some fresh air. He's brought his spices and herbs mm. uh, from a foreign land, and it is it's hard to breathe, folks. It's hard to from breathe. The, from the distant... Can you not, like, make me come off as someone who's eaten that kind of food? You've eaten my food, and it's good. That's true. It is, it's It's decent. Let's go to the quiz. Okay. Uh, the book of Galatians was written to the churches of what region? Well, as they as they say, it's... It's in the name. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. That is literally the question, guys. We really want you to win these prizes. We want you to get healthy. In fact, this recipe for my fried rice doesn't come from a Jeremy Dixon book, but it should. Uh, The book of Galatians was written to the churches of what region? If you know the answer, you will win 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez, as well as the Revive Cafe Cookbook 7 by Jeremy Dixon. We'll give them both to you for free. You just have to get in the draw at the end of the week. Well, we'll spin the wheel. And you get in that drawer, you just have to answer these questions correctly. Again, the book of Galatians is written to the churches of what region? 0491-064-669. That is a, it's kind of a little tricky question there. I like that. No, it's a layup. It's, <laughs> it it's, really it's, is. it's like we're going, One, two, up. <laughs> we're giving you, we've lowered the rim a bit here, guys. Uh, just on that one, letting people in uh-huh. on that one. Okay, because mm-hmm. yesterday is some hard ones. Yeah. So I had some really difficult ones yesterday. Now I'm helping you guys out. I uh, I want to talk about something that we didn't get a chance to talk about. The local GPs in northern Tasmania. I don't know if you knew this or not. They're gone. They're, they don't exist anymore. There's no doctors. Why not? People aren't going. And so now they've come up with this idea. So basically... Young GPs come out of college. They'll go maybe maybe two years max, and then they bounce. Right? They don't mm-hmm. want to live out in the out in the outback. Of they don't want to live in the sticks. Yeah. But what's happening is, normally uh, a healthy GP schedule is about eight hundred clients per year. Um, and so what 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 actually is happening now is some of these rural GPs are right out of school having two thousand, which mm-hmm. is almost a triple workload basically. Wow. And so they're getting overworked, kind of underpaid, and they're very, very isolated from friends and family because of these rural areas. And so the suggestion that has been made, and I want to know what our listeners think about this idea, Texas at 0491064669, a suggestion has been made that if they come and work for five years, that their hex debt is wiped clean. Oh, that's an epic deal. I, I think it's a win-win. Mm. Like, spend five years in the in the bush and... Then you get your hex set wiped clean, yeah, and then you do your thing. Yeah, it's a, it just sounds like sponsorship, but but that, but it's not happening. That's the thing. This is what they're calling for, and I want to know what people think. Should there be sponsorship like that? Now, the altruistic kind of counterpoint to this is like, shouldn't people just want to go and help people? Yeah, but like, as a doctor who's fresh out of college. It is kind of a difficult thing to go and be triple, like you're seeing 2,000 patients a year yeah. instead of 800, which is the healthy amount. 
how can, who can you help when you can't help yourself? Like, that's the question that I have. Like, of course, of course, as a GP, you want to go help these people, but you are helping the unhealthy people of a certain area whilst you yourself are becoming unhealthy and struggling with your own health, whether it be it physical or mental. So I don't think, yeah, the like, obviously, yes, so we, are, we are altruistic. We should always try to help people, but at the same time, this is this it's is a tough job. It's tough. Yeah. Like if you put them in any any other situation, it's like where they they're going through, you know, such turmoil and stress as a result of their job. If it was if they weren't a doctor, well then there wouldn't be that argument at all. But at the end of the day, it's it's their job that they have to do. So speaking of GPs, uh-huh. I'm actually going to a wedding this uh-huh. weekend. Uh-huh. Man, you mean going on weddings like crazy? <laughs> no. It's I I don't know what it is, but like people ask me to do their weddings for them, mm-hmm. and they they ask me to be the MC for their weddings, basically. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know why, but that's just See, like, what it is. That's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, well, it's not a biz. I do it for free because I love people, and yeah, I don't make any money off of it. I just do it for my friends and people who ask. And so they're hustling it. you. I think it's probably what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't pay my hex debts off if you need to. Uh, <laughs> no. So so anyway, going to a wedding. Uh, Big Tyrone uh-huh. and Tiana. Oh, epic. So I'm going to New Zealand. Wow. Yeah, which I've never been. And I, I know we have listeners who are pro-New Zealand people. And I'm going to be in Queenstown. So I actually Oof. need some suggestions for what I need to be doing next week as we have the wedding. And I'm going to stay there for a week. What should I be doing in Queenstown, New Zealand? I have no idea. I've only been to Auckland twice as a layover. But I've never been to the Southern Island and I want to just go and explore and have fun. So text us at 0491-064-669. So because uh, I, I really want to know. I, I was thinking maybe do some fishing, maybe do some whitewater rafting or something like that. But I, I'm gonna, I want to go have a, a good time in New Zealand, and I need some advice. Are you going to be in Auckland, did you say? No. I've been to Auckland twice. You've been to Auckland twice. But I've never been to the southern okay, island. Okay, so you're going to Queenstown. What you're going to do is you're going to jump off some very high things. Oh, I'm a little nervous that those bungee cords might break. Nah. I, there's a weight limit, and I'm pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you'll be all right. So you're going to jump off some high Famous things. last words. You're going you, to right. walk up some really tall mountains, and you're going to take in the beautiful scenery. I think that that's that – I've been to Queenstown before at the ripe age of eight years old, and that's what I did when I was there. So I would be so scared to bungee jump. I would literally be like – that would be – Maybe one of the most frightening things in my entire skydive. Then <laughs> there's no ropes in skydiving. It's about the rope. It's the height. I'm pretty scared of heights, man. And, well, and, and my thing is too. Like, I'm not a little guy. Like, I'm a big boy. I'm like yeah. 140 kilos. I'm like 191 centimeters. I'm a big dude, uh-huh. and I'm just worried that these little generic straps aren't gonna uh, uphold me. Nah, they got you. <laughs> They got you. Easy, easy. They got you, bro. I mean, just, just ask the professionals, and they'll, they'll say either yes or no. And if they say yes, then you have to do it. And if you don't, then I'll make fun of you. That's, that's, that's just the way it goes. Well, we'll see, what, see how it goes. See how it goes. Oh, yeah. And, the and, fear of Lawson making fun of me or the fear of not surviving a bungee jump. I wonder what's going to win there. I'm not mm. sure. <laughs> yeah, and while while Blake's away in New Zealand, Lyle, you know, 
That old, that old dog. He's been spending all his time in the kitchen. I saw the kitchen recently. It's not done. It's not finished. <laughs> but we, but we did eat in the kitchen. We did eat. We yeah. ate right in the kitchen. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but uh, he's, he's not gonna be, finished. He's going to be back in here speaking, and then he'll speak a bit, and then he'll run home and continue fixing that kitchen. Absolutely. So Braden texts, I should do the luge. Yes. The shot over. What's oh, that? The shot over jet? Is that what he's talking about? Oh, that little, yeah. Like the boat? Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. White ra- water rafting on the shot over river. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. What The luge, what's that? So, oh, you've never been on the, you don't know the luge, no. bro? So it's basically these like glorified tricycles that you ride down this hill that's like this really cool track. And you fly down the hill and go through all these cool turns and like, it's really fun. Is it dangerous? Nah. <laughs> like it's not. It's it's actually not. Like I did it when I was eight. Like I said. Yeah, but you're like the literal national champion of motorbike riding yeah, but in like, Australia. My sisters did it too. Like, and my but parents they're related did it. to you. Got the everyone genes, did it. Bro. It was fine. It was fine. No, it's legit. It's not like you could like go head on into a wall and you'll be G. Like the way they've set no, the course up, you just go. No, that's not how physics works. You just go. I will die. Nyo. No, it's it's. Trust me, you will love it. Okay, you'll love it. You like surfing, right? I love surfing. It's basically, like, it's like surfing down a hill on a tricycle. So nothing like surfing. At all. <laughs> Got it. It's like surfing down a hill on a tricycle with wheels on concrete. What? <laughs> so, on concrete? Yeah, yeah, but you can't fall onto the concrete. I'm pretty sure you can. No, it's you can't. You've just gravity. You've never done it before. You don't know. It's it's a different thing. You don't understand. <sighs> it's it's great though you should do it and brain's recommending it he's your friend he's taking you know you into mind into context it, it will be absolutely fine you'll be safe we also have another text and if you like puzzling things wanaka puzzling world if you like transport the national transport museum again in wanaka i've been to the puzzle world i, I do sick. love puzzles actually so it's awesome okay so it sounds like queenstown has like a lot of cool stuff it's really great Okay, well, I'm excited. We're going to Queenstown. Woo! You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Not to be confused with the other place we don't like, Queensland. (laughs) (laughs) You're just making enemies. That's right. I'm here here for it. I love Queensland, and I also (laughs) love Queenstown, you know? I don't know what's wrong with you, Lawson. I, I also... Please text I, in. <laughs> I, I was saying on radio recently, I was talking about how much I love Brisbane, and I love spending Brisbane. time there. And I could probably move there if I didn't live in Newcastle. If you didn't uh, work on Faith FM. Yeah, that's right. I'd probably, I'd probably live in, in Brisbane, because it's great. Or the Gold Coast and one of those areas. But Ooh. at the same time, I hate them. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's get into our Bible wow. study. We- <laughs> I got the whole studio cracking up. That was up. the weirdest <laughs> sentence ever. Like, at the same time, I hate them. Let's get into the word. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I really apologize. just want to do a public apology to our listeners on Faith FM. We love you guys. I, I love you. Yeah. I can't speak for this guy over here. Oh, Let's- no. I love the people. <laughs> It, it doesn't Sometimes. sound like it. Yeah, that's <laughs> questionable at best. You, you to, it sounds like you tolerate at most over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy. Okay. Uh, one last text here. Death, the luge, shot over, and the Milford track. Ooh. Suzanne texts us the Milford track. Milford. Do you know about that? I don't know. 
Okay, I'll have to check that out as well, too. Thanks for the tips, guys. Uh, really appreciate you uh, texting in and helping us out. We are now going to go jump back into Luke 16. Luke 16. Oh, one more text as we're turning to <laughs> Luke 16. Uh, and Luke, I'm taking my kids there in mid-December. Kids are 9 and 7, so you'll be fine, <laughs> Blake. Dude, legit. <laughs> legit. <laughs> Take the gondola up to enjoy the view. <laughs> well, it's good that I'm... Uh, I've got the uh, adventurous spirit of an eight-year-old, apparently. That's nine and seven right there in the middle. I'm going to be fine. Okay. And thank you so much for the support. Uh, I'm going to have a word of prayer because I think uh, we need that right before we get into the word of God. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this beautiful morning. I want to pray a blessing upon all of our listeners here on Faith FM, our community of faith here. We just ask that you would bless them, help them have a beautiful, wonderful day. As we study your word, draw us closer to you. And help us to recognize your voice as you speak to us through the scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we kind of were talking about how Luke 16, uh, last week, we're talking about controversial like takes in the yes. Bible. And that uh, there's a lot of denominations out there. and A lot of people have different differing opinions on things. And many people take Luke 16 as literal. Yes. But we... Are not in that camp. Yeah, well, I, I think we're the non-literal boys. I think preceding this and what we established yesterday is that the weight of evidence of the Bible in terms of statements regarding death in the Bible definitely falls into the death is. A, oh, I'm so sorry. I just I just got overwhelmed in my nose just then. Okay, uh, I think that when one of the kids uh, was resurrected in the Old Testament, he sneezed seven times. That's right. So maybe we're talking about we're it, talking about it, just got a sneeze. Something, something funky's going on. It's actually because <laughs> I'm doing November. I got this big mustache. You do. It's, it's making my, my nose big. Itchy. Big is questionable, but it's definitely it's a mustache. There. It exists. <laughs> it's it's grown. A uh, little bit creepy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> creepy mustache for sure. But what we've established so far, if we can get back to our Bible study, it's hard. It's hard to with that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what we've established so far is that the weight of evidence of the Bible in terms of statements regarding deaths, death falls into the camp that death is asleep and unequivocally our soul is not immortal. Right. And, or separate. Or separate. And when does this uh, sleep of death end? At the resurrection. So we see that absolutely clearly in terms of a weight of evidence argument. The the majority of the Bible and the majority of Bible texts regarding that topic describe that reality. But then we come to Luke chapter 16, we come to this parable, and it seems as though something else is going on. And so what we need to do and what we're going to do is read this parable and interpret it in the light of the weight of evidence that we already have. So can we pick up the story in verse 23? We will. We'll do a little summary. Essentially, there's a rich man and Lazarus. Uh, they they both die. Uh-huh. Uh, and the rich man goes to this burning Hades-like place. And Lazarus uh, goes into the bosom of Abraham. Yes. And there's a little conversation that's happening between them. We'll pick up the story here in verse 23. Now, this was a really interesting point that we made yesterday about about verse 23. If I read it in my NLT, the Bible says, And his soul went to the place of the dead. There, in torment, he saw Abraham in, a, in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. So, that's what the NLT says. Now, the New King James just says, And being in torment in Hades... So, in... In the grave, essentially. In, he's, he's like, being in torment in Hades. Well, it... It essentially, it doesn't even say he's, well, it says 
grave here. Yeah. Uh, but there is no description in the New King James or the King James or in the Greek text at all of his soul flying into this place. There isn't. This is something that the translators of the NLT, the writers of the NLT translation, which is a paraphrase, you couldn't even really call it a translation, uh, have decided to include as they've interpreted the text, which is based on the personal biases that they have, which I assume is that they believe that the soul is immortal and goes somewhere immediately after you die. But what we see in the text is actually that when people die, it just says, and being in torment in Hades. So he's in the grave. Right. And that's where he's experiencing this torment. It continues on, though. It says, The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in the water to cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm between us. No one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. Keep reading. I think so. Continues on and says, Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home. For I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so that they don't end up in a place of torment. Pause but- right there. So pause right there. Okay. So, and, and I want to keep going after this, but essentially we've basically come to a place where they're recognizing that the place that the rich man goes is bad. Mm-hmm. The place that the good that Lazarus goes is the good place, right? Mm-hmm. And he and the rich man is begging Lazarus to just give him a little drop of water on the tip of his tongue to quench his thirst. Now, I want to ask you this question. You just did a triathlon. Did it feel good? What do you mean? Did the triathlon feel good when you finished? I mean, I was happy. Yeah. But I was dying. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was, I was so you pretty, were, you were I, was dying. Pre- I was pretty smashed. That's the point. Yeah. Okay. So you're pretty smashed. You're dying. You had to go home and take a nap as well. All sorts of stuff. Uh, were you thirsty? Yes. Okay. Had and I, someone, there was like, there was like a table with cups of Gatorade and I literally drank like eight cups and just like kept stacking them up. So had you finished the race uh-huh. and Na was there, right? Uh-huh. So let's say that she had just her little, little finger in the, We'll even give you some Gatorade. And she's, that's a small hand. A small hand, she's, small finger. Yeah. yeah. And she just dips her finger, and then you open your mouth, and she just dips, just drips a little piece of, a little droplet of Gatorade. How satisfied would you be? Uh, not very. Do, do you think it would actually be better or worse for you? I don't, I think it would, uh, I, I guess you could potentially say worse. You could potentially say better. I think it's, it's pretty non-consequential. Ultimately. Either way, it's just a drop. Yeah. So in saying this, mm-hmm. this is evoking an emotion, evoking imagery in Luke that Jesus is trying to say, that's not going to do anything, mm-hmm. right? This, and so this is why, one of the reasons why we see this as part of the parable, part of the story. Mm-hmm. This is just... An example of what needs to be, or this is not just an example, but this is just an illustration saying how ridiculous mm-hmm. this idea is. But I do want to let's finish this uh, passage here. We're going to keep going here in, in uh, verse twenty-nine. It continues on. It says, 
then the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home, for I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets... They won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. So the point there being, even if a miracle happens, like maybe Lazarus rising from the dead, they won't listen if they don't listen to the Old Testament witness. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. But before we continue... We got to talk about the quiz because we got one more question in the quiz and then we'll jump right back into our study. Jesus said, New wine is not to be put into A, new wine skins, B, old wine skins, C, young women, or D, young men. 0491 064 Sorry. It caught you off guard you a bit there. Jesus off guard said off new wine is not to be put into A, new wineskins, B, old wineskins, C, young women, or D, young men. 0491 <laughs> is the number to call or text. No, there's definitely one answer. I know there's one. No, but I know because, there's one because, because it, the question is, what did Jesus say? Because new wine can be enjoyed by everyone. True. If it's unfermented new wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call if you know the answer. <laughs> if you do, one hundred and one secrets to a healthy life by Jorge Gonzalez and Revive Cafe Cookbook Seven. Both of those can be yours. Just have to get into the draw at the end of the week. To get into the draw, you just have to answer these questions correctly. Again, the number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Jesus said, "New wine skins is not to be put into a." Sorry, new wine is not to be put into A, new wineskins, B, old wineskins, C, young women, or D, young men. I feel like sometimes this the quiz is like a landmine. Uh-huh. And I'm just just I'm like navigating a field and w- without any warning, sometimes they just hit different. It do. It do. <laughs> it, do. it do. It do. <laughs> do you remember this morning when you came on the show and said, "Please make sure that I'm not starting to talk" Like Blake. Uh, I think, yes. It do. It do. <laughs> it do. 0491 right. needs help, people. Back to our study. It now, do. Now, we've been, as we've been saying, I think the thing here for me that is absolutely obvious is, because the question is, well, what is the point of this parable? Mm-hmm. What is the point? What do you think, Blake? Well, okay. Is the point of this parable... To give a thorough explanation as to what happens after you die. No, not at all. It's a it's a social commentary between the rich and the poor. And it's Jesus explaining that just being rich in this life don't mean nothing. Mm. <laughs> if we're going to be talking about it do, it don't mean nothing. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like rich in this world does not secure for you eternal life. Mm. And it's only through God and the scriptures are we able to find our way yeah. uh, to the place yeah. uh, that, to quote Abraham's bosom, right? Mm. Uh, the point of this parable 
is to completely summarize, is completely summarized basically in the last verse of the yeah. chapter. Uh, read but it, read Abraham it said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. That is the point of the parable. That is the point. And like this is by in no in no way trying to give a thorough explanation as to what happens when you die. Because let's look at the points. Okay. If this is exactly what happens when you die, when you die, you are going to you're carried away by angels. By the way, it doesn't say anywhere in the parable that uh his soul goes to heaven when he dies as a righteous person. So therefore, I can only conclude that he is carried, because it doesn't say he's in the grave. Um, I can, you know, I can only conclude that um, basically he has died and has been literally carried by angels in body to heaven, which is something that we believe happens. Oh, absolutely. At, you that, know, that at the second I, coming. I'm, I would be on board for that. So that happens. And they take him immediately to Abraham's chest. <laughs> that, that, that's where he goes. That's where he ends up. That's true. So Abraham's chest. Then furthermore, he's in heaven and from heaven, Abraham and him, they can, we kind of commented on this yesterday. They are clearly able to see torment and hate it. Like they're able to see this hell, this, you know, torment that's going on. And then furthermore, um, so they're able to, to see that from there. And then they're able to have a conversation over this great chasm about what it is that, uh, that they should do. But essentially what I see here is it's kind of working like this, just like Jesus told parables where he was like, okay, imagine that you're all workers in a vineyard Mm -hmm. and that's, and, 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 but the, and he talks about the kingdom of heaven and how it works and the vineyard sun. And it's like, the questions you need to ask there is like, Oh, is the world a big vineyard? And is that a literal work? And the answer is obviously no, it's talking about saving people. The question I ask here is like, like, well, I can imagine when Jesus is telling this story, they already know and understand the, um, the what happens after you die and the resurrection and all these different things. But he's like, okay, imagine like when you died. Like imagine, this is essentially what Jesus is saying. Imagine if when that happened, like each side could see each other and discuss why it is right. that they're lost. That's the point here. Jesus is telling a story, a parable. Which is, you know... Well, we see that in the first part of it. It's like a certain man did this, a certain rich man, a certain woman lost the coin. You know, Mm -hmm. there was a certain shepherd. Mm -hmm. Whenever he says that, it's clearly a parable. That's right. And it's that's the big point, though, is that parables are not to be taken literally. And I believe Jesus is going out of his way to make it incredibly obvious that, hey, this isn't a real story because when you die, you don't go to Abraham's chest. Thank goodness. You don't go to Abraham's chest. You're not in a heaven that can clearly see hell. Like none, none of those things. So here are some. Here are three uh, conclusions. If this was a literal story, mm-hmm. here are three contradictory conclusions that you would have to come to. Okay. So and they're unbiblical conclusions that would contradict many of the other passages that we've already looked at in the past. So first, we'd have to admit that heaven and hell are close enough to allow a conversation between dwellers of both places. So we'd have to make that admit admittance, which we don't see anywhere else. In fact, in Revelation, it says that the old heavens and the old earth pass away, which is where hell is happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the second one here is we would also have to suppose that in the afterlife, while the body lies in the grave, there remains a conscious form of the spiritual soul with eyes, a finger, and a tongue. 
and which even feels thirst. Now, this is interesting because the belief system is that your soul goes to heaven and the soul doesn't have any of those things. Mm. And so either either you have one or you have the other, but you can't have both. Oh, that's such a good point. Right? So you're saying that, well, they're not going to feel thirst because it's a, quote, soul. That is such right? a good point. You're, you're, you're not going to have a finger. You're not going to have a tongue. You're not going to uh, have eyes to see with because you're a, quote, soul. You could only be in body. That's right. So that's a, that's wow, another that's, that's point. another point as well too. Here's a third one. If this passage were a description of the human state and death, then heaven would certainly not be a place of joy and happiness because the saved would closely follow the endless sufferings of their lost loved ones and even dialogue with them. So, you know, when my dad passed away, a lot of my family members would say, "You know, he's up there in heaven looking down on us." And I was like, "I don't want that. I actually mm. don't want that." To be for him to see all the terrible things that are happening in the world, mm. I am comforted by the knowledge of the fact that my father sleeps and he rests in Jesus, waiting for the resurrection. Mm. That's much more comforting and peaceful. Mm. So it's good to know that he is with the keeper of my heart. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. <laughs> The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We've come very close to the end of the day. We're actually at the question of the day time. Mm-hmm. But I need answers, Lawson. I need answers. I need them now. Give, them to you. give me the answers. I think... Oh, I was just about to read the question of the day. The answers are... Sorry. <laughs> Who was the most wicked of all the kings according to First Kings chapter 16? That was King Ahab. The son of Omri. And that's why I was saying Moby Dick, because uh, Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab, yeah. yeah. I got the reference, yeah, for yeah. sure. If you didn't get the reference, well, there you go. Uh, John the Baptist called the Pharisees and Sadducees a generation of vipers. That is not the sound a viper makes. What crime had Barabbas committed? He murdered people. You could also probably say he was, like, causing insurrection as yeah, well. Yeah, I was thinking riotous. Yeah. Just an ugly guy in general. John calls him a robber, but Mark. Oh, producer Shell coming in. Wild. So if they got Robert too, let's give it to them as well. All right. The book of Galatians was written to the churches of what region? Well, it's not Australia. It's not Newcastle. It's Galatia. Oh, yeah. That was definitely. The old old, uh, Galatia. The, the old book of Galatians written to Galatia. And Jesus said new wine is not to be put into, um, well, apparently, according to this question, you can you can put it in young men and young women, and you can put it in new wineskins, but you can't put new wine in old wineskins. That's true. So there you go. 0491-064-669 was the number that you called or text to put all those questions in. And if you want to gloat, if you want to say, oh, I got them all right. Well, you can text us still. You can you know, do all kinds of things with that number. You can ask us questions. You can send us questions of the day. But right now, it's actually time for... Question of the day. Blake, our question of the day today is, I think a lot of us living today will see Jesus come. What do you think? That's from Freco. Uh, great question. I uh, want to quickly shout out to one of our answers, though, here real quick. Just shout out to our schoolies. There's a bunch of schoolies up in the Gold Coast mm-hmm. talking about the new wine. They're about to drink old wine, and I'm nervous for them. So keep the schoolies in prayer mm-hmm. because our young men and women uh, up there, I think there's about 20,000 of them going up north. And we just, I just want to thank the Red Frogs for doing their work and uh, keeping people safe. 
Uh, so keep our schoolies in prayer because this is a, a wild time in Australia right now, and we, we just need to uh, make sure that our young people stay safe and be smart. Uh, how is that question is a very interesting question. I do believe that we're living in a time that many of us alive will see Jesus come. I actually believe that wholeheartedly. However, it will appear that we're not sometimes. The Bible talks about Jesus coming as a thief in the night. Uh, And the key element of Jesus' comparison is that no one will know when he will actually return. So kind of like the thief catches a household by surprise, Jesus is going to catch the unbelieving world by surprise when he returns in judgment. People will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. We see this uh, in Matthew and verse 30, Matthew uh, 24, verse 38. And they will just be having the time like they've normally had. But then before they know it, judgment day will then be upon them. We see that in verses 40 and 41. And Paul puts it this way in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 3. While people are saying, hey, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So the the believer does not fear uh, this swift and sudden judgment. The thief of in the night will not catch us by surprise, but Christians are in a separate category. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. We see in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 4. It is only those in darkness who will be taken unawares. And we are, quote, are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night. Or to the darkness. Praise the Lord. And then going on in verse 9, it says, God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. The unsaved should heed Jesus' warning. Be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Matthew 24, verse 44. I do believe that there will be people alive uh, right now who will see Jesus return in the clouds of glory. Uh, We need to be ready whether he comes In 10 days, 10 years, or even 100 years, we need to be ready because Jesus will return. You're listening to Faith FM. This is The Breakfast Show, and this is a few texts that you have sent in. First one up here, uh, Sky. she is asking, Lawson, if something is safe, is perhaps not the wisest, unless unless you're a follower of Adrenaline Junkie. So unless you're so, <laughs> I like that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. P.S. Should we consider a GoFundMe to move Lawson to Faith FM, <laughs> Queensland station? <laughs> Sky coming in hot with the uh, with the text like, message. As ideas. I said, she in- was meaning though is um, Lawson's probably not to go to person to ask about adrenaline. Questions. Oh yeah, that's oh true. yeah, like, dude, like, like, like it's something like safe. One hundred and eighty k's on a motorbike, or even faster. One hundred eighty. That's just. Chump, that's chump work, bro. Dude, that that would scare me to death. Going 180 k's on anything, really. Yeah, that's fast. But fair enough. But also, so look, you've gone faster in, than that. Absolutely. How fast have you gone? My, dude, my my top speed's 265. What? Dude, oh, that, wow. and that's not even. That's because I, I never I'm rode. Sick to my I never, stomach. I never rode a, a superbike. But that being said, um, in regards to moving the station to Queensland or going to New Zealand or whatever it may be. I am happy to go where anyone will pay me to go. If if there's an all expenses paid trip to Queen uh, to 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 New Zealand to you know 
help me to love and enjoy New Zealand, I will take it. If what? there's a if there's a paid trip to Queensland to help me love and enjoy Queensland, I'll take it. Well, that's where I'm going. Wherever wherever you want me to go, as long as you pay me to go, I'm definitely going. <laughs> okay. What if the Lord tells you to go? Well, he he's given me everything, right? That's like right. he Jesus paid it all. So yeah, obviously I would go wherever the we Lord. We have another text me. message here from Stuart. Heaven is a very small place unless Abraham's bosom is incredibly large. <laughs> Thank you for Such sharing, Stuart. Uh, Brayden says, "Yes, Blake. Old wine should not be put in anything." Uh, I totally agree, Brayden. Uh, and yep. Brayden, send us some more New Zealand uh, ideas for tomorrow's show because I'm I'm pretty excited about this trip. I only bought the tickets last night. It's pretty kind of a last minute thing, so mm. I'm gonna go and discover. Is it Aotearoa? Is that the is that what it's called, or is that just how you say welcome? Uh, I don't Confirm o four nine one o six four six six nine on Faith FM, where we talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you. We'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.